Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. All right, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I'm here today with Jackson, owner and founder of Vintage Kit. How are you? Good. Nice wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Short and sweet. We like yeah. to get straight into it. I'm very excited to bring you on today and I've wanted to have you on for a little while now. So mm. it's awesome that I get the chance to talk to you. Have you been on any podcasts yourself before, apart from having your own one? Yeah. Um, oh, God, now I'm going to forget the boys' oh. names. Yeah, I've done, I did the boys. Uh, there's a couple of boys running a clothing company out of Australia. I've done a few, yeah. The YKTR stuff? I've done a lot of YKTR stuff. Yeah, yeah. we had our own one with them, show and go during lockdown, which was fun. Um, yeah, we, I've done a bunch before, but... Um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's been a minute. I know we've kind of been, um, schedules haven't really married up for a long time, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also going to be guzzling water this whole podcast, <laughs> which is probably going to ruin it. But. Nah, nah, you'll be fine. No, that's awesome. You've had a lot on. You've been you've been getting married. You've got work. You've got, you got yep. the ring even. Got the ring. <laughs> no, it's been good. It's um, Sorry, the brother-in-law's calling me as soon as we start. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks, actually. Um, I think we were trying to tee up this initially, what, like two months ago, yeah. maybe even longer. Um, but yeah, got married, unfortunately. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, she's way better looking than me. So that's, <laughs> that's why you get married so young. Um, business has been popping off. Yeah, work's getting busy. Like I was just saying to you before off air, like this is kind of the busy stretch here at Stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but I like being busy. I get bored otherwise. Yeah, and I'm, a, sure. I'm a nightmare to be at home with when I'm bored. That's so I'm funny. Yeah, agitated. Yeah, I feel like I can tell from your Instagram that you like to have a lot on the go. Yeah, I, I've had to sort of adjust a little bit. Like early on when I started this little vintage thing, which I'm sure we'll get into, I was... Um, I thought it was like it's almost like a bit of a badge of honor to work really hard and mm. be like, yeah, I'm up at four a.m. packing orders. Like, yeah. But I was just burning myself out. Like, I, I go through these massive highs where I work like fuck. Sorry, don't mean to swear. No, where you can I swear wor- on this. Okay, good. Where I work because I do. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. Um, where I work crazy hours and seven days a week nonstop, and then I just get fucking knackered. Yeah. And the energy saps, and the, you can you can see it reflected in even the content on social. Like, mm. my interactions drop off. The quality of my content drops off. I'm showing less gear, like it's so. I've kind of had to. I've gotten a lot better in the last few months. I think I'm sort of achieving balance. Um, I've got a yeah. little routine now where I head up the coast after every drop, which is like nice. a. It's like a natural sort of refresh where yep. it sounds like dumb, but as soon as I jump in the water and I'm up there, I like feel better and like all these ideas come flooding and yeah. then I want to get back to work. But how yeah. good is the beach for that? Like it's fucking unreal. Refresh. There's something weirdly. I suppose like spiritual about being totally being up at the beach and like as soon as you go under the water and it's freezing fucking cold and you yeah. want to get out straight away but you feel I don't know cleansed I suppose yeah. it's a bit weird nah, it's very so deep agree. very early here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it I totally yeah. agree and so on that what's your idea of work-life balance is that something that yeah you I don't have like hours or anything like yeah. that um but work-life balance for me is I just want to be in a position where where I'm not under pressure or I'm not anxious about big projects or tasks to do like yeah. I like I like being busy like we said off the top but I want the flexibility to to wake up slow in the morning to to go to the gym every day to yeah. get my coffee with the missus like my favorite thing ever is like yesterday was a day off for me from stuff I was still really busy but we woke up at about eight o'clock we walked to the local place got a cup of coffee the sun was out she was poking her head around the shops like that's the best morning for me and then at like 10 30 I rip in like mm. that's balance for me so it doesn't have to be you know five days a week and two whole days off I don't mind working every day but I like to have pockets where I can just 
I'd like completely disconnect, spend yeah. time with her, spend time with whoever the, you know, my useless mates, whatever. Yeah. So that's what, it, that's for me, that's balance. Yeah, exactly. Like it's more about just having those times to refresh as well and then feeling in yourself. Like even if you are working seven days a week, you probably love it majority of the time. So you just need to feel like you have those Hundred. times where you can. Yeah, like the problem, I heard Ice actually, um, Isaac John with YKTR said this on a podcast a little while ago. Um, he was saying like he loves his job so much that it becomes his release. Like he yeah. wants to get back to it so bad that he doesn't have balance. But I have fallen in love with my life outside of the business mm. so much that now, like I like doing both. So yeah. um, it's taken me a little while to get there. Like like I said, I got too stuck in my ways, just working too hard. But yeah. in a good place now, and I think rolling into next year. Um, it's something that I'll sort of continue to work on. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And so I guess we should get into the story of Vintage mm. Kit and how it all began. Yeah, everyone's like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, so tell us from the start, how did it all come around? Um, oh, from the start in terms of like the, the business side of it, I launched Vintage Kit in March last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about 18 months old, something like that. Um, how did it start? Oh, I've always been into vintage fashion, American sports. Like that's what I wore anyway. Um I would buy just like even coming out of high school as soon as I could afford it I'd buy a couple of shirts off eBay every couple of months um, vintage American sports kit that you couldn't get here in New Zealand unless you like spent your life in Save Mart and pulled the odd diamond out of the rough which I still do by the way um, but so I was doing that for a while and kind of caught wind a little bit that a few of my mates were like hey bro when can I can I buy that off you um, a couple of them did more and more started asking for it. I was like, fuck, instead of buying one, I'll buy 10, save on shipping. Mm. I can wear it once and then fuck it off to my mates. And it sort of just snowballed from there. There wasn't necessarily, like, people have asked me this before, like, when was there, like, that light bulb? Fuck, there's a business here. That, I ne- that never really happened. I sort of just naturally was like, okay, I need somewhere to sell my clothes. I didn't want to flood my personal Instagram feed with it. So I was like, I'll make a little account. It'll be to buy and resell gear. I saw there was a guy over in Australia called The Social Vintage who's still popping. He's real cool. Um, I forget the boy's name. He's going to kill me now. Really nice guy. Anyway, he was kind of doing it out of Newcastle. Um, I was like, fuck, that's a cool little concept. Um, so I just started doing that. And then through my sort of sports connections, a couple of the boys reached out and wanted to be a part of it as well, um, which was massive for me in the kind of learning the ways of influencer marketing, which mm. I think is probably, well, there's a reason everyone does it because it fucking works if yeah. you do it right. Um, doing it right being the most important part of it. But yeah, and then we kind of just um, I sort of outgrew where we were living. I needed a bigger space because I was getting more and more clothes. Um, ended up where we are now and it's yeah now in the last month or so transitioned into making my own clothes which I never thought I'd be doing yeah, so that's awesome. it's been a cool little fun evolution I've learned a shitload along the way I've fucked yeah. up more times than I've succeeded but um, I'm enjoying it yeah that's so cool and it's being in business something you always thought you would want to nah, do nah yeah. god no I thought I'd be here for the rest of my fucking yeah. life no um, no nah, nah, I was I was never that sort of dude um, mm. you know went to school to eat my lunch and play sport like that wasn't my scene um I went to university because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Fucking hated it. Was working in my parents' landscaping yard. Fucking hated it. Um, and I, it's a bit of a sto- anecdote I've told before, but um, I was, yeah, actually now that I say it out loud, probably a bit of a miserable prick to be around when I was kind of like 18, 19. Um, anyway, I went to a footy game with one of my mates. I think it was the Blues were playing someone. Well, they must have been because it was at Eden Park. And I was carrying on deluxe about how shit uni is and work is. And, you know, it's hard at that age, especially when you see your mates pursuing what they want to do. Totally, yeah. And you're completely, like, I, I had no fucking idea what I wanted to do. I was, yeah. I, you know, I didn't have Crystal back then, so I had no girlfriend. My mates were all busy. I hated uni. I hated work. You know, I hated living at home with my brother because he does my fucking head in. Like, he's my best mate, but <laughs> he does my head in. Um, so I was in this weird space and I was complaining on. My mate just said, basically, 
shut the fuck up. And he pointed up at the media box at Eden Park. He said, why don't you just do that? Mm. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, why don't you just sit up there on halfway like those guys do and write about sport? It's all you talk about. It's the only thing you like. Yeah. You don't like me. You don't like anything else. And I was like, it's a good idea, but I can't do that. And he goes, why the fuck not, man? Yeah. So anyway, that's the kind of long way around how I started studying sports journalism. And when I fell into this, again, there was no prospect at that time of wanting to start my own business. I was very, very happy doing what I'm doing mm. um, and just enjoying that ride. But this vintage thing sort of came about naturally and now it's the only thing I can kind of imagine doing. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of shows the power of the people around you as well. Like for, hundred, yeah. you know, someone to say, why not? You may as well just go and do that. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't have thought about it otherwise. Well, I'm sure you, what, what's, I'm sure you've got a similar story with this. I mean, this isn't something that you probably pictured yourself doing what? four years ago, five no. years ago. Exactly. <laughs> not. So it's, it's you know, none of these things, a lot of these success success stories, I say with air quotes, like that you hear about or people pursuing their dreams, none of them, very few of them are like, yep, yeah, at five years old, I knew I was going to have my own yeah. vintage clothing business and be a sports journalist. Like it doesn't happen like that. It was a natural progression. I'm grateful for the way it happened because it happened at a time where I probably needed something to focus my energy on. Mm. Um, and, the, and then vintage sort of popped off at a time when I was, very comfortable in doing what I was doing, but it wasn't sapping my energy. I had energy mm. when I got home. I just needed to point it somewhere that wasn't at my missus annoying her. Like, yeah. I had energy. Yeah. I used to hate the idea of finishing work at five o'clock and not making money. I was like, yeah. fuck, I'm, like, what do I do for six hours before we go to sleep? Well, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so um, side hustling is something that I sort of employ everyone to do. Whether you make a dollar or you make $100,000, it doesn't matter. It's a fun way to spend that energy rather than, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV. Mm, I couldn't agree with that more. I feel like something I always um, hear people talk about when I do these sort of interviews and stuff is that I always talk to people who just naturally are really energetic and passionate people. And it's not mm. about that they saw something and they're like, I'm going to do that because I have a passion for it. It's more they were just naturally that way anyway. And yeah. so putting the energy into something they enjoyed then turned into something way bigger because they just have that passion for doing something else. And that passion comes from doing something you love. Like people... Mm. I've had, you know, countless people reach out to me like, bro, I love what you're doing. I really want a side hustle, but I don't know what to do. Mm. And it's like, that's that's a weird space. And they're like, how did you know what you wanted? I was like, I fucking didn't. I was yeah. just like, I love clothes. So that's how it happened for me. And they're like, oh, I love rugby. Well, you're not going to be an all black, but there's gaps in the rugby space to do yeah. something. You could start a fucking rugby podcast like you're doing. Like, mm. there's a million ways to do it. But the other thing, you know, what you do with that extra time is the big thing is self-education. If you don't know what you want to do in terms of starting a business, which not everyone does, very few do, yeah. I just recommend doing online courses or reading or just doing something that's not sitting down playing Call of Duty for fucking four hours yeah. or, you know, smashing McDonald's and watching Netflix. Like, just trying shit out. You can do that if you want to, like, I watch sport, like, this is my, my vice. I watched, I just, before you got here, watched two and a half hours of football. <laughs> like, I have my little vices where I waste time as well. Yeah. But, You've got to do it in and around educa self-education, mm. learning, growth as well. Because if all you do is relax, then you're not going to fucking go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And having that like discipline to want to upskill and learn more as well. Which I that's, feel like, that's tough, yeah. yeah. Not, ev not everyone has that, but you develop it. If, if it's something you genuinely want to do. Yeah, exactly. Like when people say to me, I want a side hustle, I'm like, you better. Because mm. if you genuinely want to do it, mate, it takes a bit of fucking energy. So, you know, it's, it's something that I'm forever grateful that I started and I don't know where I'd be without it but I like by no means is this kind of the end of what I want to do I want to have you know I don't want to have two you know streams of income I want to have fucking nine or mm. or two really big ones or you know what I mean like I want yeah. to continue to develop and continue to grow 
um, I want to learn, like I was asking you annoying questions about podcasting before this, like I want to learn how to do this. So yeah. my podcast can be everything I think it should be. Like mm. I'm constantly trying to develop and learn other skills because, you know, the, the guy who just sells vintage teas and writes about footy, like I, that's not where I want to end, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you do look ahead and look forward to making goals, is that something that you do consciously? Like you have goals and you try and set them out or you're more just got like an end game in mind? Yeah, I, I try. Like I kind of suck at planning. Um, <laughs> like I set, you know, I, every night before I go to bed, I try and set up like my day plan, which always goes to shit, as you'd know, at about fucking nine o'clock because a million mm-hmm. other things pop up. Um, I don't have end goals. Um, like I have little milestones in my head that I like, that I know that I want to hit and I write them down. I'm a bit weird, like... Um, as we were preparing for the wedding, we got mad into our like positive affirmations and writing them down, mainly because we wanted good weather for yeah. the wedding. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it worked, so now I'm like fully invested. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a 50 50 fucking and it shot. Once, yeah. yeah, it worked once, so now I'm like, sweat. If awesome. I write it down, it's happening. So yeah. like, lotto every day. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but no, that's kind of the only way I do it. Like, I've, um, in terms of what's forward, like, I just resigned today. So there you go, there's your scoop. What? Yeah, I just resigned here from oh, stuff today. That's <laughs> um, so, what the heck? So this is um, exclusive. Exclusive, yeah. So um, I'm heading over to Sydney uh, oh in God. February to link wow. up link up with the YKTR boys and obviously level up vintage is the plan. So Shit, that's, that's so the immediate exciting. future. In terms Congratulations. Of, thank you. In terms of big picture, there kind of isn't one. I'm just I go yeah. step by step. So wow, that is so exciting. You mm. must be like really pumped for that. I'm like a bit nervous to be honest. Yeah, like that's good. Yeah, it is good. good I've nervous. never like we um I studied in Melbourne, so we've lived we've lived in Australia before. Mm-hmm. But I've only been, ever been to Sydney for work for a couple of days and, you know, it's a lot bigger than Auckland and yeah. even yeah. Auckland's big for me. Like, I get a bit I get a bit weirded out in Auckland sometimes when yeah. it's busy. So, But it'll be fun. I'm <laughs> um, looking forward to linking up with the boys and, um, oh, cool. like, I think we really got something with YKTR. So yeah. I want to go. And, again, like, I was talking to, talking to the boss today. If I go over there and... You know, for whatever reason it doesn't work out, I'll just come. I'll just come back. Totally, and yeah. just keep doing me here. So, yeah, um, yeah. And Chris was excited. She can do her thing over there, and yeah. we'll get a bit more sun. So, oh, that's Should so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's awesome. And so, how did you originally link up with the YKTR boys, and like, how did that come about? Yeah, someone asked me that the other day. Like, in terms of like the first exchange, mm. I fuck, I don't know. Um, Obviously, through my work, um, I ended up here at Stuff. I was the Warriors reporter for, well, I am until COVID, um, was the Warriors reporter. Um, and through that, you know, I was basically my brief or my, yeah, my brief for that position was to do stories in and around the game. So beyond the wins and losses, kind of what the boys, you know, eat, what they wear, what they're into. Part of that was business. Part of that was looking into former players starting companies. Part of that was Isaac John starting a clothing company in Australia. So I reached out um, via email. He bounced back. We did an article here. And I kind of just stayed in touch. I was always a fan of the content. Like, I always loved the way the way that he kind of documented the journey, um, showed the scars of how badly they were fucking up all the time. Um, and obviously guys like Normie and Chico are fun guys to just watch. So yeah. they're, they're characters in the game. And I love characters in sport because a lot of it gets not coached out of them, but they're, they're almost um, encouraged not to show, yeah. you know, that side of them. And the footy players, they, they get a bad rap. They're all, like, for the majority, they're all good blokes. And they've all got cool stories, but you don't see a lot of that in traditional media like here. So um, so anyway, that's that's how Ice and I originally linked up. And we just stayed in contact. He started uh, kind of late last year, um, sort of hinting again, through his content, that he was a bit fed up with traditional media. Mm. And I understood it, even though I was in traditional media. I understand, like, athletes' frustrations with a lot of the times how that relationship works. I mm. fucking hate it. Um, it's through no fault 
of either party in particular. It's both parties, and you know he won't say that, but the players <laughs> give just as much as the media. Um, I yeah, I was was just listening to what he was saying, and and he was speaking about how he wanted there to be an alternative to traditional media. So in New Zealand, a tr- an alternative to stuff in the Herald when you want to read about the Warriors, for example. Mm. And I couldn't agree more, to be honest. And that was for coming from someone fucking in the building. Anyway, I reached out to him and said, mate, if this is something you want to do, I'm a journal, I've got five years experience. I fucking, I agree with you 100%. Here's what I would do with it. And we just started bouncing back and forth from there. And long story short, we ended up linking up. I went over to Sydney, met him and Lukey. Um, and we had a plan to launch it... Uh, in sort of March this year when the season kicked off and while I was there that was in November we just said fuck it we'll just go for it yeah. so it uh, makes no money at the moment <laughs> like ATR Sport um, but it's fucking cool we've got a we've got a very cool product we've got a cool plan and more importantly we have the trust of the boys so mm. um, it's just about geeing them up telling their stories showing people that these are real blokes you know yeah. there is a shit side of it in media and the boys do fuck up and there's negative press and that's always going to be there I think it needs to be there they need to be held accountable but over here in this lane is where we want to operate we want to show mm. you what they wear what they listen to what they eat where they're from you know who they're dating all that sort of yeah. good stuff um, so yeah that's how the YKTR Sports Link Up happened and it's kind of been the best thing that's ever happened to me professionally and personally to be honest yeah fuck that's so cool and so you just offered your time initially and then mm. got straight into it and I got that from I so I'm going to name drop that bastard how fucking I hate puffing them up this much um I just provided value for free I just yeah. offered to provide value um nothing in exchange I just said mate if you want to do this media company you're going to need a written element because he does the podcast and the content stuff well Lukey does the digital and the social stuff well and I was like let me come in and I'll do the written side of it and that's kind of how that um how that started I suppose but even my start in journalism was a similar thing I was writing for free for Auckland rugby for a year before I got a start in wow. journalism and it was just the same case. Offer my services, offer to provide value for free. And, you know, you'd be surprised at the amount of people that aren't willing to do that but say they want a job. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, write for free, mate. Or do something for free. Offer your services. Not only do you learn on the job, mm. you create those sort of partnerships, those connections, and you network, which yeah. is fucking way more valuable than your university degree. Oh, you know, agree more. Someone, someone like yourself who's yeah. out doing what you're doing, recording, meeting people like this, you are getting, and you'd know this already, but you're getting way more exposure. You're creating way more connections than someone who's sitting right now at radio school for three years. I'm sorry, yeah. do I'm listening to this who's at radio school. But you know what I mean? No, oh, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. reflect on this all the time and, like, think back to... I often think back to my three years in uni, I'm like, fuck, that was a waste of time. Yeah, it's, then, it's not like, like I, I, I'm the same. Like, I think back to my time at uni, I'm like, what a fucking waste of time. There's value in it. Yeah. And there is value in it for people who see value in it and who go there for the right reasons but a lot of us obviously you and I it's just not our lane and and that's fine but I what I argue against I don't argue against uni I argue against the narrative that you need it to go where you want to go absolutely I was saying to someone today and I was like I don't even want to publicize these sort of opinions but like I just think business but degrees are so to. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am because I just think. Mate, I got a comms degree. You want to talk about a business degree <laughs> being bullshit? I don't know. Actually, to be fair, I dropped out. I don't have a comms degree. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, and like you're still here being a freaking journalist, mm. and you know you didn't do your full degree. Like, nah. it's just ridiculous. And I think all the time, like people 
tell me, oh, I want to go and I love what you're doing. Like, I want to go to uni and do some marketing papers. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, marketing mm. changes every day. Yeah. And y- what uni teaches you, it's already so traditional, the whole thing of uni anyway. Mm-hmm. And then going there to learn something that's so new and fresh and constantly developing. Mate, we're in, in here in this building is stuff. And in media, you want to talk about a landscape that changes every day. Media changes every fucking day. And mm. there's poor people right now that are studying to be journalists that are going to come in, and I see them every day, and it's not, not a knock on my colleagues, but they come in, new journalists come in. In the last six years, I have long I've fucking been here now, too long. Uh, not long, not much to, <laughs> longer to go. Um, come in underskilled. And it's not through lack of effort or, like, they could be fucking stars at university. But then you get yeah. people who come in who might have a diploma in, you know, media arts or something, but they've been, they've had their own blog for the last three years and they've been writing for free for this magazine and they know how to record videos and edit on their phone and they're fucking wizards from the jump. Yeah. And it's that self-education, which we're circling back to, which we said about guys or girls, people who are willing to self-learn, mm. self-develop and offer their services for free yep. are the ones that come in way more prepared than the person who comes in with a stellar degree in straight A's. That's it's so the right. facts. Like, it is. Yeah. I did an accounting degree. I couldn't tell you much about accounting, but I could tell you fucked up about <laughs> podcasting yeah. and that kind of shit. Like I, I did a, an accounting degree for three years. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, if someone asked me to do their bookkeeping or something, I couldn't do it. Oh, damn, because I'd need someone to do their bookkeeping. <laughs> Edit from Future Sarah here. I just wanted to say that my lack of ability in accounting is probably a lot due to a lack of effort, not necessarily the degree structure itself. But what I'm trying to get at here is that a lot of us are told we should go to uni because it's going to provide us with a good future and all the skills we need to get a good job and good pay when we're not actually passionate about it and it's not really setting us up to future-proof the skills and abilities we'll need going into a really fast-paced moving um, industry like a accounting is changing all the time and I just definitely don't think it set me up for the job that I moved into after uni etc etc listening back these are some savage opinions from me but to be honest I still stand by them and I think everyone lives their own path and their own journey so you just need to work out what works best for you um, but this is purely based off my experience so far just over a year out of uni now so don't take it as gospel please anyway back to the episode thanks for listening <laughs> maybe that was a lack of effort but it was also just a lack of like getting stuck in and doing something like and you're not and you're not passionate about no, accounting I'm like, not yeah. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> nobody anyone yeah. who says they're passionate about accounting is lying yeah. and there's just yeah there's so much value in actually just getting started and I always think about that I'm like fuck if I hadn't have been told that uni was the be all and end all mm. things could have been different but then I also have no regrets of course because I'm, d- I'm not going to live with regrets and no, no, no. I wouldn't have ever started this podcast had I not gone to uni so I, I wouldn't have been a journalist if I didn't go to uni but yeah. in saying that like that's and that's my advice to people who want like I've had a lot of people who want to be journalists and I've got a bit of a template email that I send to them now but um, I say the same thing they said did you study yes I did mm. and that, but you don't have to mm. you can do exactly my path if you want mm. but Carving your own path and, and going in the direction where you want and self-learning is the best option, man. And whether that is, you know, a master's in fucking English or whatever, that's cool. That m- Maybe that is your path. But mm. the narrative that you finish school, you go to uni, you get a job, you climb the corporate ladder, and when you're 42, you make 100K. It's like, get fucked. You know, people at our age, we want not it, like being money, but we want to do what we want to do and we want to do it now. Yeah. And we want to do it for about a year and then fuck off and do something else. Yeah, so and so right. what's the point of having a degree in accounting if we all know, you know, people our age don't stay in jobs more than 18 months. Well, what mm. the fuck's, a, you're not going to be an accountant 
Yeah. You're going to be an accountant shorter than you're at uni to be an accountant. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it unless you become an accountant for a podcast, your own podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just comes also down to knowing what you want personally. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the decisions I made going to uni, getting a job in a corporate accounting firm it wasn't me actually wanting that it was thinking that that was the best option the best opportunity and like I couldn't really do better keep than your that. parents happy yeah you yeah. know like it was sort of and I was speaking to someone about this earlier and they were saying why is it that a generation who majority didn't go to uni are telling you that uni is the best option to be successful it's a very right. good call <coughs> sorry I'm choking <laughs> yeah that's a very good call no idea <laughs> yeah neither of my parents went to uni but they were both the biggest supporters of me going there yeah fuck you mum yeah they both dropped out of school early <laughs> and I'm like what yeah, do you mean like, you had a baby why am I going to fucking uni <laughs> exactly yeah. I also feel like there's a lot of value in trusting your gut Hard to do at 18, 19. True. Very hard to do at 18, 19, but 100%. Like, yeah. if, you know, if there's anything people can take away from my story, your story, this story, it'll be that. It'll be, you, you know, you've got to trust yourself and you've got to have a crack because what's the worst thing that's going to fucking happen? You can always yeah. go to university. I promise you, Auckland yeah. University's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, go and try and start your own painting company or, you yeah. know, create your own fucking skateboards or do whatever the fuck you want to do. But, don't go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go get my marketing degree first because mm. it's going to be dated, you're going to be in debt, and you're going to have missed a little window of opportunity because while you're studying, nine other blokes have started skateboarding companies. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot so, of podcasts out there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so for you, how do you – because you've obviously got that like natural energy that you bring to what you do. Would you say that you still strive to keep disciplined and you have to like get – I guess check yourself on being disciplined or do you find nah. that just comes naturally to you? Nah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit wild. In terms of like my content no, stuff, cool. you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm natural. I always kind of have been a bit of a like, I don't know, what's the word? Not like class clown, but like I've always, I'm, I'm a high energy person. Like yeah. I, I, I like, I come in and say good morning to everyone, even though no one says it back because they probably <laughs> hate me. Um, but like I'm, I'm chirpy and I'm energetic and that's what, yeah. and that's what's reflected in my content and that's what made, you know, the way I do my content easy is because I'm comfortable being on camera. I'm comfortable talking like this with you, mm. you know, like, but five years ago, if you said, hey, can I come and do a podcast? I'd be shit scared. Yeah. So it's just repetitions. Um, yeah. But some people, that's not comfortable, but there's other avenues. Like people, you know, there's been, we were speaking about before, there's hundreds and hundreds of vintage, similar, you know, companies and accounts that pop up since I've started mm. a lot of them are trying to do the content the same and it feels cold because you can tell they're trying to do it the same mm. and then a couple are doing it completely different it's fucking popping mm. because it's them like um, like my mate uh, Dave runs Anniversary Vintage which is this little startup. he's actually moving to Wellington so if you're in Wellington and want clothes Anniversary Vintage is the guy but he's doing content his own way and me and him had this little he, you know, he called me and said mate can I ask you a few questions I want to do this thing and I gave him all this horrible advice about basically how to do it exactly like me and he took none of it and did it all his own way, and it's fucking humming. Yeah. And it's because, and then, you know, as I kept giving the same advice to people and those who listened and did it exactly like me aren't doing so well, mm. and Dave's popping, I'm like, well, fuck, well, that wasn't the right advice because doing it, you know, I always say just copy and paste. My, my process is all out there. It's on podcasts, it's on blogs. Mm. I have a blog called How to Start a Vintage Business. Like, it's all out there, but what Dave did was cherry-picked what I did right, mm. cherry-picked what I did wrong, so improved on the design, did something new. A lot of people copy and paste to the fucking letter. They walk like me, talk like me, dress like me, mm. cut their hair like me. It's fucking weird. 
but it doesn't it feels cold and, yeah. and people can feel that yeah and you know if there was a podcast out there someone reached out to you i'm sure they have and said i want to start my own podcast mm. and it became exactly like yours and they went with the same line of questioning interviewed the same kind of people it'd be nowhere near as cool and as successful as yours because it'd be cold it's yeah. not natural to them so yeah, yeah for me it's, it comes naturally this is the way i do shit it's authentic i don't put on a act and I don't mm. you know hey guys a lot of you've been asking me like I don't do that shit <laughs> at yeah. least people are asking me yeah. Um, but yeah it doesn't come as naturally to a lot of other people but there's other avenues to mm. to go you don't have to do it like me and you bring a lot of value too like I feel like that's something I noticed about your Instagram specifically like it's not just you saying oh this is like the kit we've just bought in buy showing it, it like yeah, <laughs> yeah. buy it see ya yeah. you know you actually bringing a lot more value to the audience which I think is just key now to stand out and to differentiate yeah. you have to be providing value but like you said your own unique value it's you're not going to reinvent the wheel with clothing like t-shirts mm. exist yeah. so you know I want to I want to help people who want to be journalists I want to help people who want to sell vintage I want to help people who want to buy vintage or mm. get better at writing or podcasting or videoing or editing like I just want to help people that's the whole reason I started Marketplace. Like, I want a community mm. where everyone can come and not only sell clothes, but swap clothes and buy shoes and, you know, import hats and write blogs and mm. release new music. Like, I want my sort of, if you, if, we, if you are asking for the end goal of Vintage Kit, I want it to be a hub for culture in this part of the world. Like, mm. yeah, the vintage stuff is popping and I love it and I'm always going to love it because vintage is in my fucking blood. But underneath that, underneath that umbrella, I kind of want this... I've got this vision of this community of podcasters and music artists and art, mm. you know, painters and fucking everything all in the one platform. Creators. Yeah, just creators. I just want to celebrate because, I mean, we, we got some pretty cool people here, mm. um, not just here in Auckland, but like New Zealand, Australia, yeah. everywhere. There's, there's cool people that just need a bit of a platform. So I try and do my best and provide as much value to try and get as many people as I can seen. Yeah. Um, and if I sell some clothes off the back of that sick. If I yeah. don't, cool, I'll just keep it for myself anyway. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's all at my place anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's a uh, good way to think about it too because how I think about this podcast, I'm like, well, look, at the end of the day, if it's just mm. networking for me, then that's a great gain on my side mm. anyway. Um, but I think the community piece is really important. And you're right, there's actually like nothing for culture and community around creators no there's not like a one-stop shop no. um and then probably never will be like i'm not going to occupy that whole space but i want to be part of it i want to be maybe if i am just the place where everyone sells vintage that's still cool like, mm. that's sick so you don't have to go through your instagram feed and see 45 instagram accounts yeah you can see mine go to it and see 45 people selling clothes you know maybe that's maybe that's the end goal i don't know what it looks like but even yeah like you said with podcasting like maybe it all it is is that you create you make 39 connections and you know one of them offers you your dream job mm. and you, you know i'm sure you're never going to go away from this You'll, you probably love it like mm. I, I fall in love with podcasting it's very easy to but maybe that's maybe that's what the community aspect looks like for you mm. um i think the most important thing with what i'm trying to do you know circling back to you saying providing value is i just that's where i get a buzz out of i don't get a buzz out of sales yeah. i don't get a buzz out of monthly numbers i don't get a buzz out of the accountant you know calling and saying you owe shitload in tax <laughs> um, I get a classic yeah accountants eh? yeah um, I get a buzz out of when people say hey bro you know love your content you've inspired me to start my own thing maybe mm. it's not vintage but just want to say thank you like that's when you get that little for me that's a little dopamine it's not the likes it's not yeah. followers it's not sales it's like yes yeah, sweet I help that I help that book bloke like my mates help me or like yeah. ice has helped me that's what I like um, I assume you get a lot of messages like that from people I get a lot um, 
uh, I get a lot of like negative messages as well. Do um, you? Oh fuck yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's mostly the hair. It's it's a nightmare. <laughs> what I need kind to of hate is it? <laughs> I know. It's no, so rude. <laughs> no, I get a lot of. I mean, it is what it is. People. Uh, I get a lot of hate from people in the industry, like a lot of vintage people. It's it is what it is. Like some people, you know, you and I see providing value as a way to you know, we can all grow together and lift each other up. And some mm. people think the best way to build the tallest building is to tear down the tallest building. It's just human nature, but, um, you know, I get the majority of feedback and messages I get are overwhelmingly positive and, mm. like, I fucking love it. Um, but there's negativity out there. But i tell you what, one thing, being a journalist in New Zealand teaches you to have thick skin. So yeah. <laughs> water off a duck's back. Oh, mate, I, you should see my emails on a Monday morning. Fucking I nightmare. Know. Oh, a some people, mate. You would, I just think who can be fucked. Like, yeah, I've had, I had, I've had this. Here's a little story. I've had this guy, right? So, when I was coming the Warriors, New Zealand's most loved and most hated team, right? For better or for worse, but they're my brothers. Um, I wrote a story, something to the effect they won, right? I think they beat Newcastle at home. It was a good win. It was like a pretty standard Sunday afternoon. They had a good win, and I essentially wrote the boys had a good win, right? Um, thought nothing of it. Coming to work Monday morning. A guy had wrote three and a half thousand words across six different emails, basically abusing not only not only my work, my appearance. He abused uh, my family. He abused every player of the Warriors individually about how pathetic to call that a good win. Like uh, he threatened to come to the office. He put the office address in there, like full on. And I was like, mate, what effort? And like. It's not common practice to reply to those emails, but I felt like I had to. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, thanks, mate, all the best, have a good day. Which, which, which so ensued a shitstorm of more emails, he had to be blocked. But, like, you get that every day. And I get that in, in the vintage world as well. I get that from people all the time, people who are just like, your shit's overpriced. Um, who the fuck do you think you are? You, you're undercutting all of us smaller guys. You're monopolising the vintage industry here in New Zealand. I'm like, monopolising, mate. You can sell on my website. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's water off a duck's back to me. I really don't give a fuck. I yeah. like the messages, like I said, when people say, love the content, you know, you've I, you've really helped me. That blog taught me a lot. Fuck, I never thought about that. Thank you so much. Mm. I'm starting my own, you know, hairdressing fucking, I yeah. don't know freelance work um, <laughs> like that's the sort of shit I like so and did those messages those negative ones ever get to you nah I mean I tell you what yeah that guy Davey whatever his name Davey wish I could call the cunt out, <laughs> um, uh, out. that didn't get to me that shook me more as like fucking hell what an effort early on so my first um, professional journalism job was at the Eastern Korea out in um, Howick in, in East Auckland um, I was just a community news writer out there uh, one of the early stories I did, it was about like some bullshit. Uh, I shouldn't say bullshit because community news is cool. It was about some um, park versus residence argument about who owned this avocado tree. It was like sitting on the property, <laughs> like a property borderline rather. Anyway, I wrote the story, front page news in the Eastern Korea back in uh, 2016. Anyway, I got an email um, from a local resident who she was like citing a bunch of inaccuracies and she was right in the reporting. Um abused me, said that I was, you know, young and dumb. And, like, that was the first story I had ever properly right. wrote. And the first email I got back of it was really negative, and I, like, mm. shit myself. And I, I didn't want to show the boss. I called my old man. I was, like, almost hysterical. I was, like, what the fuck do I do? And he's, like, well, relax. First oh. of all, you're not changing the world with a story, so calm yourself down. Um, I can just imagine, though, the, the fear oh, and, like, the sinking feeling. Disgusting. Like, yeah. your stomach. Oh, I was, like, in knots. Because I walked in the next day, like, chuff. And I was, like, front page, first day on the job, watch these you know, show these guys how I do. Um, but yeah, after that, and I had a quick chat with my boss at the time at Scott, oh, I forgot his name now, Scotty, and um, he basically said, mate, if 
this this is pretty tame for what you're going to be getting. Right. Keep doing you. You're right. Oh, we are wrong here. We file an apology and it's fine. So like, mm. um, teaches you a bit of accountability as well. Like it makes you make sure what you're doing is accurate. When it comes mm. to vintage, I just throw content out there. I don't even fucking think. But yeah. um, nah, those con- comments never really got to me other than that first day. From there on, I've kind of just let it go. Yeah. I assume, and when it comes to journalism, if someone's complaining, it means they're reading it. So who gives That's a fuck, true. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I cannot believe someone wrote three and a half thousand words. Of oh, it was unreal. I, I'll, I'll dig it out for you. You'll <laughs> like it. I saved it somewhere. I'd um, love to see that. Uh, That's just so... So many comments about my hair. I was blown away. Because you know what's st- stupid? What's that weird about stuff? Is in our stories, there's this dumb little author byline that goes in the middle and it's got our face on it, which is oh. fine, except I didn't know when picture day at school was. So I've come in like a little bit hung, a bit bloated, <laughs> shitty haircut, hair combed over, like like just look proper white I privilege. Yeah, chin up, big smirk, and like everyone else has got these nice serious like collar done up journalist photos. Yeah. But mine's like I'd abuse me if I saw that. <laughs> so I got it. But yeah, also three and a half word, three and a half thousand words is. It's an effort. Yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine that too. It's like whenever you see the Herald articles or even, yeah, stuff articles like ads on your Facebook feed and you just read through the comments and you're just like, how much time do these people actually have in their day? I feel sorry for them. Like with with, with all that stuff, like when it comes to hate, whether it's business, vintage, sport, personal life, whatever, it's just, you just got to apply empathy because I feel bad for someone who... Their, their life or their day is going so shit that they feel the need to do that to, to, to drag someone down so I just yeah. feel sorry for them and you know in the vintage space when other other sellers or whatever have a crack at me I just feel bad for them I'm like mate that's not and look maybe they think it is but mm. for, in my mind that's not the way to go forward people don't respond to that and be like yeah fuck yeah I'm yeah. going to buy off this guy yeah. Like that's not the way it works. And if it does, mate, good on you. Keep going. Yeah. Keep keep bagging me. Keep selling me. I'll just keep doing me. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm. And so for yourself, with your own personal, like, self-development and mm. progression, how do you see that in your life? Do you actively, like you said, you're doing affirmations now. But oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you run into your affirmations. Yeah. But no. aside from that, is there anything else you focus on or do to, I guess, upskill yourself now? Uh, yeah, I should be doing more. Um, I'm really big, uh, well, I'm not really big because I've only done one, um, online courses. Mm. So I've done Ice's, fuck, I'm so sick of saying his name. <laughs> I've done his blueprint course. Um, so I was lucky enough to help him build out the written side of that course. Mm. Um, and that's really helped. But basically, if you're anyone in the e-commerce space or wanting to get into the e-commerce space, it's it's literally, it's called the blueprint. It's literally a blueprint for how to do it. Mm. Um, not just selling a product, but selling a service or whatever you want to do, whether you're a you know, budding masseuse or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like I like to. I'm not a big reader, but I'm a massive consumer of podcasts. Like that's the way because I read all fucking day for work. I don't yeah. want to go home and read, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, a lot of educational ones. I like to learn different shit. I vary it. You know, I listen to crime podcasts and I listen to e-commerce podcasts and I listen to you know fucking gym and well-being podcasts. Yeah. Um, I exercise as much as I possibly can, despite what my rig might look like. I go to the gym a fair bit. Uh, mostly just listen to music and walk around, but I love going to the gym and I love swimming. I love, that's my, in terms of like self-development, that's how I yeah. develop. I consume information and I reset. I consume information, I reset, and that's how I just, that's what I do at the moment. Mm. If I could do more, I'd love to consume more online courses if I had the time. Mm. Um, and there's a couple that I want to have a little nudge at uh, in the new year. But yeah, that's about it. I, I don't I don't read books. Um, it's, it's not a knock on reading books. I think everyone should read books. I just don't read fucking like it. Yeah, <laughs> I enough. read all day. Yeah, <laughs> and and positive affirmations. Yeah, of course, <laughs> massive that's the key. into that. Yeah. <laughs>
write it down. And so what would you, like, going into next year, into 2021, what mm. are some skills that you want to up... Well, how, in what way do you want to upskill in 2021 in the short term? Personally? Mm. Yeah, um, I, like, I want to get better at everything. I want to get better at podcasting. That's mm. why I annoy you with so many questions about <laughs> podcasting. I want to get better at writing. I want to get better at um, my video content. I want to get better at marketing. I want to yeah. get better at selling. I want to get better at accounting. Mm. I want to get better at everything. Um, and it's not just improving on what I'm already doing, but I want to do new stuff as well. I want to get into podcast production when I go over and help the YKTR boys. I want Luki to teach me everything he fucking knows about Photoshop and I want to start helping with the graphic design side of it. Mm. I want to learn about the logistics and the manufacturing of the clothes because now I'm kind of moving into that space with vintage. So um, it's going to be a whole year, hopefully, of upskilling. Um, Mostly improving on what I'm doing, um, but also learning a bunch of new skills. Uh, maybe even oh no she might hear this maybe even get better at cooking I, I kind of want to I want to <laughs> well, I love you said it now yeah so. I know fuck it I love the idea like the idea <laughs> I love the idea of going home and cooking dinner for us like mm. that seems therapeutic in my head um, when it comes to it haven't come around to doing it yet right. um, have you given it a go or yeah I'm fucking okay. hopeless but that's it there you go I've got an upskill um, so in the personal life maybe I should get better at that I also have mm. a surfboard that I've taken out once um, so I should probably get proper into surfing but yeah that's it and in terms of business um, the main growth point for me is the marketplace I really want to lock in and focus on building this community make it more user friendly make it better for not only the sellers but obviously customers as well um, I want it to be a place, you know, like uh, I start my day every day, maybe it's because I'm a journalist, but I open the news websites and I open social media and mm. I want Vintage Get to be one of those like core, you know, websites or apps in a day where, that people go to. Yeah. Not necessarily buy something, but they go there, they consume a couple of blogs about mm. sport or culture. They might listen to, a, you know, a, some New Zealand hip hop that's just been released and they might have a look at what's on offer. Like I want it to be... Like, I go to Bleach Report every single day. Like, that's just kind of my routine. I go to NRL.com every single day. I want Vintage to kind of be that. And the biggest part for me about doing that is growing the community and making sure that the boys are all looked after, all the people selling on there are all looked after, and it's cool shit up there. So mm. apologies to everyone that I keep denying when they try and post something on there, but it's only cool shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so exciting. Sounds like you've got so much going on and about to happen. Mm. So even though nervous, I'm sure it's like adrenaline just really ah, it's, more, it's it. more excitement than nervous. I don't yeah. I don't typically get nervous. Um, obviously, this sending resignation letter is nerve-wracking, mm. but as soon as it was sent, I was sweet. So. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for both Crystal and I to get over there and yeah. um, level up personally, level up professionally and um, really have a crack at YKTR and see what we can do with it. Yeah, awesome. And so what are some lessons, like what would you say your hardest lessons have been that you've learned through doing Vintage Kit? Mm. Um, Hardest lessons, oh, probably that I I can't do it all myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Like at the moment I am, but I lean on Crystal a lot um, to just just help with the day-to-day stuff. So I'm very... I'm very bad at uh, letting the reins go, especially when it's, and you'd know even like with your podcast, like when it's your baby and it's your thing, it's very hard to let someone else do anything. Um, And I put it out the other day that I was looking to potentially hire someone and bring someone on board. And it's more because the, you know, I still pick and pack every single water myself. Like Mm. I'm I'm at home folding the clothes, packing them into bags. You know, I'm steaming every individual item. Like I do a lot of the, not behind the scenes, but a lot of the, not so glamorous stuff as well as you know buying the clothes and jumping on Instagram and showing them off and like doing all the fun stuff I do a lot of the boring stuff as well Mm. Um, but she helps a lot with that the biggest lesson was that I I can't do that myself but that I need to stay authentic so I show when I'm struggling I show when it's a late night and I'm fucking over it Mm. and I like to show when I you know buy a t-shirt that I thought was mad and it's shithouse Mm. Um, 
So that was a lesson that I had to learn because, you know, when I first started, I assumed, and rightly so, I think, I assumed that Instagram was like a highlight reel. Like you show the cool shit, you show the fun side, you show when you sell heaps of clothes. But when you buy 100 T-shirts and only three of them sell and you've got all this dead stock and you're, you know, 400 bucks in the hole because of it, you don't show that because then people won't buy off you. I spoke to Josh um, Harris who formerly was with Earls. He's now started Porter James Sports. You know, Josh, he'd actually be a gun on the podcast. If yeah. He hasn't already been on. He's a really cool, just really smart dude. Um, and Josh kind of said to me, he's like, mate, if you're going to go down this route of being, you know, super authentic in your um, content, he's like, you've got to show the scars. Otherwise, you're bullshitting, basically. Mm. You know, you can't jump on with a pretty filter on your face and say everything's okay if it's not. Um, and that was it was a bit of a hard lesson to hear because I kind of, I let him know exactly where I was at with things and it wasn't in the best spot initially. Um, tried to scale a bit quickly. You know, as soon as you sell two t-shirts, you're like, we're fucking on here. Um, and he kind of pegged me back a little bit and said, mate, if you own your circle and you're authentic, it'll naturally grow and it has. So, um, but he's way smarter than me. So there's another lesson. Listen to smarter people than you. The biggest for me though is that I, I can't do it by myself and I know that um, as much as I want to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about upskilling. And then leaning on people for advice and for help because everyone's willing to help you. You've got to fucking ask them. Mm, I think mm. that's good to hear as well from my point of view because I'm very like, I d- like don't want to get anyone else involved with it because I want to be the one that does everything. And yeah, and especially when it's a creative thing like this, I get mm. that. Um, and maybe for now you can handle it, but you're going to get to a point, and I suggest very soon because you're very good at what you do, where you're going to have to flick off whether it's the editing side to someone else or you're going to have to bring in someone to help you with the content, uh, the marketing, reaching out to interview guests. You know, you're going to have to bring on someone to help you, particularly when it comes to like you might not be, you're very skilled in what you do, but you might not be skilled in, uh, well, you are in accounting, but you know what I'm saying, in another lane. <laughs> but that's um, moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in another lane. Like I, like I fucking, I don't understand that side of it at all. Mm. So I had to get an accountant. Like I mm. had to bring someone in to do that. I was convinced I could do it like, for my own. I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not paying someone to do that. <laughs> yeah. so I'll do it myself. And reached out to a few boys. Hey, guys, do you do your own accounting? Yeah, no dramas. Yep, I do it all myself. Yep, it's fucking easy. I was like, mm. cool. Well, it's easy for them because they're good at it. Mm. I fucking suck at it. I was in remedial maths. So it's like <laughs> I had to bring in someone. So identifying what you're not good at yeah. is so fucking key because it can otherwise, it can, it's, you know, your business can stop dead in the water if you don't know what you're doing. So, mm. um, yeah, for me, that was a big lesson. It took me a little while to learn it took me a few that's when I set off the jump that I fucked up a lot mm-hmm. the biggest fuck up is trying to think that I can do it all myself and that I know everything um, yeah and I clearly don't but I'm trying to get there yeah no, that's really good to hear that's such like um, I think it's so helpful for people who are trying to create their own thing to hear as well because I think you feel like for it to be called a success it needs to be all you and you only doing it And yeah it's cool it's a cool like it's a romantic idea to be yeah. like a self-made yeah. guy at the top you know but the reality is if you start a business like I started it by myself and it's still technically by myself but the second you want to scale and you want to do something mm-hmm. bigger or wider there's very few people on this earth who can who are good at marketing, who are good at logistics, who are good at accounting, who are good at e-commerce, who are good at, you know, pick and packing, who are good at every arm of a business. You know, there's, there's a reason there's 350 employees here at Stuff. It's because our CEO isn't good enough to do it all herself. Like, she's yeah. a gun. <laughs> Don't fire me. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a reason companies have multiple employees. Yeah. Because if one person could do the job, then one person would fucking do the job. Mm. So I think it's a, when you look at it like that and you step back, 
you go, oh yeah, that's fucking obvious. But it takes yeah. people with their, when it's their own business, it takes them a while to learn that. They're like, they want to do it all themselves and I wanted to do it all myself. Yeah. And you're like, I wonder if Apple does it all themselves. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So, And I feel you like know. you almost don't even admit that you are being like that. Like for me, mm. um, I only have just sort of realised that I am very hesitant to get anyone else involved in it. And then when I hear other people talking about how they're getting this person, that person to help them, I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why am I being so cagey with yeah. that? Like, it's know? weird, eh? It's, it's, it's almost like, um, yeah, it is a bit weird. It's like when you're a kid and you, you've got a toy and the second someone else wants to play with it, you get nasty with yeah. it and you snatch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, share your toys and you they might have a cool toy that they can show you as well. Yeah. Like, that's a very weird analogy. But like... Um, <laughs> I get what you're trying to you say. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, uh, letting go is so key because... Uh, bringing in the right people is obviously very important, but even just leaning on you know friends or family members to help you out with something, I mm. guarantee you'll learn, A, I can't do that, or B, oh, fuck, I can do that, but it should be done this way like mm. they're doing it. So um, that was the biggest lesson for me. It took me a little while to learn it, but I think I've, I think I've wrapped my head around it now mm. um, and hopefully leading to next year. Whether I bring you know an employee of Vintage Kit, I don't know if that's mm. the way I move forward, but there'll certainly be some delegation in terms of um, you know offering boys some freelance work or... Uh, like there's a uh, guy, Quinny, down in Rotorua who's offered his services to come up and basically just be like an offsider for me mm. for a bit of work experience and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we, I don't know what it looks like yet, but I definitely will need to bring someone in at the moment because I'm kind of half-draining myself. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I guess like on the topic of having other people around you, how what are your thoughts around having good friends and family supporting you? Is that really important to you? And do you keep like a circle of people that are very supportive? And yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, my family's awesome. Um, like my old man's my best mate. He's my hero. He's you know he's a fuckwit, but he's he's my hero. <laughs> um, he so my old man's kind of like I speak to him every single day, um, yeah. whether it's about stuff or about vintage or about footy or just about. You know, he calls me when he's driving for no reason. Like that's that's important to me. And in terms of like friends, I'm weird. Like I've had the same group of mates since I was six years old. Like we we're weird. We just never left each other's side. And even though one of them's in London now, one's in Geelong, one's in Brisbane. He just got back. Another one's in Melbourne, one's in Sydney. Like we all still talk to each other every wow. single fucking day. Um, but we're odd. Like that's not normal. I think you know, cool, <laughs> uh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like that's that's my crew. That's yeah. and I lean on them for advice all the fucking time. Before mm-hmm. I buy any shirt, like I say, boys, you like this. And mm-hmm. if I get nine yeses and one no, then it's cool. And if I get nine no's and one yes, it's still probably cool because they don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that I lean on them is important. Um, and then obviously, like I'm not going to give her a rap because I know she listens to the show. But Crystal's very important. Um, both personally and professionally like course, talks yeah. me off the ledge when I can't be fucked anymore yeah. helps me pick it up when I think fuck it I'm going to throw the whole thing away because it's too stressful and you know also heaps praise on me you know she's my literally the number one fan the second anything goes well she's praising and chirping in the air and yeah. saying how amazing I am and hard working and it's like yeah. they, despite as cool as you want to be and as humble as you want to be that's cool to hear like when people like that you love and respect heat praise on you like that yeah it, it does feel good so Definitely. that's crucial that's crucial in anything personal and professionally yeah mm. that's so cool that's awesome to hear and saying that they're all annoying as shit <laughs> so one man band yeah. for people who want to get into this game or the business game or not even the business game maybe just want to create something for themselves whatever it looks like blog yeah podcast what would your advice be to those people to be successful just do it so um the biggest piece of advice is do it like a, be passionate about what you're doing um, 
And if you're not passionate about it, just change tack, do something else. Mm. Change tack because I've got America's Cup in my brain. <laughs> um, but like I, I've had a lot of people who have reached out to me and said that they've got this thing, some vintage, some not. You know, like I, I had a, like the hairdressing thing was a legit thing. Some girl wanted to be a freelance hairdresser. I've had a guy that wanted to start, like he was doing like, um, I don't know if he ever did it, and I apologize if he has done it, but he was going to do like his own, like they were just like bespoke almost like tissues. Like he was doing like designing like tissues and toilet paper and like. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if he ever did it. Um, reach out to me because I'll buy some. But um, a lot of people, but they a lot of them, 90% of them have the same thing. They go, hey, bro, I'm going to start this thing. Um, I just need to save for a camera. Mm. Or, hey, bro, I'm going to start this thing. I'm just going to finish this online course. Mm. Or, hey, bro, I'm going to do this thing. I just need to save 10 grand. It's like, no, you fucking don't, mate. I started a vintage kit with three T-shirts and 45 bucks. Like, yeah. You don't want well, 100, 100 bucks, um, but you don't need a lot to start. If you've got a phone, you can start a business. It's yeah. 2020, man, well, almost 2021, whenever you release this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can you can start you can start right now if you know what you want to do. And it's just, you know, humble beginnings, man. If you want to start a I'm, – I'm looking around the room here for inspiration. Oh, your own plastic water bottle company, you want to make reusable plastic bottles, just start drawing them and designing them. Like, mm. you don't have to know your manufacturer yet or know your – you know, what you're going to use material-wise or the exact design of the sticker or where the water's going to get paid. Just fucking start. Yeah. You know, and, and it costs nothing to get a pen and paper and start planning and game planning. The thing which people get stuck in is they overplan, and totally. they they get they want that little nest egg of oh, but if it fucks up, I need this little cash reserve over here. Have a nudge, man, and you quickly learn a if you can do it, b if you're passionate about it, or c if it's even worth doing. Mm. And the only way you learn that is by doing it. You don't learn it by staying in your job and saying you're going to do it in a year's time because oh, you won't yeah. fucking do it in a year's time. <laughs> yeah, which is, I'm sure you had the same thing with the podcast. Like, yeah. how long did you sit there going, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it soon. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen before you actually dove into it, and then you're like, oh, sweet. I'm actually okay at this. Yeah. I'm learning every time I do a podcast, every time I'm getting better. Like, yeah. you know, whereas if you had, you know, stayed in that lane that, that you were kind of heading down with your the uni and stuff like that, this wouldn't be where it is today. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's just fucking start, is yeah. there? And, and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a slogan that I kind of attach to a lot of things, but, and it sounds aggressive when I say just fucking start, but the reason I say it like that is A, because I curse too much, but B, because I believe wholeheartedly that if you don't have a nudge, you're going to regret it. Mm. Like I regretted my life until I started being a sports journal because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm. I knew, you know, I wanted to be an all black. Shockingly, the athleticism wasn't there, but I knew I wanted to be involved in sport, mm. but was too fucking lazy to figure out how to do it until a mate, you know, pushed me in the right direction and said, just figure it out. Mm. You can, anyone can do anything if you just actually have a nudge, man. That's so true. Mm. Yeah. I think with the podcast thing that I'm doing, like I didn't know I wanted to do it. And then within, a couple of weeks I decided I wanted to do it I bought the microphones and I just like started recording episodes yeah. the gap for me came in between releasing it where I was like overthinking what people would think about blah 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 that's where it came for me but I think yeah. once you actually just do it like you said it can turn people get stuck at that point mm. where you were all the time like mm. they, 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 they design their water bottle and they get their label made and they get their plastic done and then they hold off releasing it until it's perfect yeah. until they've nailed what the bottle cap feels like in your hand and yeah. You know, the exact temperature the water needs to be at. This is a weird example just because it's right in front of me. But, what like, you're, it's never going to be perfect in your eyes. I was bad with that with my content. Like, I would post once a week early on because I wanted it to be the perfect photo that would get the mm. most likes that, you know, I could sell clothes off until I just started posting every fucking hour. Mm. And you realize, oh, people just want value and they just want content and they want it constantly. They don't want to wait for your perfect podcast to be dropped, you know, six episodes at a time. They want one today. Yeah, They want it right now. 
because I'm driving home now and I'm not driving home in six days you know when you're ready to release it when you've got your audio levels just right and it all sounds clean and you can't hear Jackson swigging water every two seconds like yeah you know people get very precious with their product um and it's natural it's like any you know artist who you know they the great quote is that an artist is never finished like the mm. painting's never done but there's some amazing art that comes out nonetheless you just got to fucking go for it release it you know you'll be judged that's fine mm. but it's never going to be perfect in your eyes, so just get it out there and let the world decide. Yeah, and it's so funny. I feel like the the sooner you get into it, the more you sort of let go of that perfectionism a little mm. bit more because I... Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. yeah. I sort of got into it and I was like, okay, well, this episode needs to be perfect, blah, 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 and content needs to be this and I need to have this tone and this style when I'm talking and now I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just going to say what I want and put it up. And, and isn't it so much more, f- like not liberating but isn't it so much more freeing when you yes. can just when you can lean like you are now on your hand <laughs> sit across from here and just talk shit and yeah. not worry about like oh shit no I was going to go to that question next and click your pen like yeah. fuck like if you were doing that I would have cut the podcast off yeah. <laughs> like that's boring so being authentic is is so important through everything you do but more important than that is just fucking start mm. because you figure it out along the way like the great you know everyone says I learnt more, you know, in a week on the job than I did in two years at uni. It's because you were doing it and you yeah. were on the job and working. And if it's your own business, it's your own e-commerce platform, it's your own bottle of water, whatever it is, the second you launch it out there and you have a crack and you throw yourself out there is when you do your most learning. Yeah. You don't learn in the planning stage. Planning stage is cool for a little bit, but it's got to have a shelf life because the, every second, every day, every hour that your product or your medium or your service isn't out there, it's it's not only money off the table, but it's learning off the table. You're not yeah. learning, planning. Exactly. Like you don't yeah. have the lessons that come with. No. Actually, how are you going to know you're good at podcasting if you never release your fucking podcast? Mm. Or how are you going to know what you're fucking up in your podcast if you exactly. never release it? You know, you release it, and someone goes, "Hey, the audio in episode four cuts out in yeah. six minutes time." Well, you didn't know that because you were sitting there fucking planning your content around it. And that literally what quotes, to me. <laughs> of course, I'm sure it did. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, you know, this is this is a very you know dealing with this sort of shit. Like, shit can happen all the time yeah exactly I mean the first episode I released um, someone messaged me and was like look your intro is like 30 times louder than the actual episode the mm. first episode <laughs> oh no which, hurts yeah which first I first impressions yeah wanted yeah. to make perfect yeah. you know and then I'm like fuck this is shit and I'm like oh well and now I just don't even care because no. it's always going to be out there and the main thing is the value that's coming through so you know 100%. It's, it just comes down to like you say just getting started and getting into it yeah couldn't agree more, man. Mm. Could not agree more. And the other thing, I mean, you know, when you, vol- you say your volume's too high, and that first impressions are overrated as well. Mm. If you show the scars like I do, or you do, everyone, you know, who's doing this well does, people will ride with you. They appreciate that, you know. They appreciate when you fuck up. They appreciate how you learn. And I bet the second episode, your audio wasn't that loud, oh, was it? Perfect. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, crisp. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like, the fact that it's, it went out there made you learn that. Otherwise, mm. if you had sat there... And go on the route of like, I'm going to have 20 amazing podcasts, all these inspiring Kiwis loaded up, mm. and you release it, and all 20 have that peaked audio, then you start freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So get it out there. Just fucking do it. Exactly right. I'm like, Nike, Nike should be paying me for that. Oh, they should totally. add that. I think, honestly, the amount of times I've heard that this year from people who have done it and have done something with it, mm. like there's value in it, and it's up to you. To it's be been a weird to. year, like. Pardon me, spit all over your fucking screen. Um, <laughs> it's been a weird year, like in a year where like, and not like, I know a lot of the majority of people have struggled this year and it has mm. been tough and you know people have got sick and people have fucking died but it has been amazing the amount of people who have used it as an opportunity to do their own thing like it's yeah. fucking incredible like 
I I when when lockdown happened for me, just to give you an idea of like how it affected vintage, like the border shut down, so I couldn't get clothes in. Mm. Like the only thing I did was sell clothes from America, and I couldn't get them. So people were like, oh, well, that's going to fucking cripple your business then. But what it forced me to do was, okay, well, now I have to get creative. So I doubled down on content. I doubled down on my blogs. I doubled down on podcasting. I was posting more and writing more and recording more in lockdown than I ever fucking have. And I saw my biggest growth in terms of audience. I saw my biggest growth in terms of engagement. Mm. And I wasn't getting any sales off the back of that. But what happened then when I could get my clothes in is you see the sales spike and it kind of, you know, it made up for the however long six weeks it was that I couldn't sell any clothes Yeah, because I was forced to level up in this other way and you saw that happen in New Zealand with multiple businesses the people who you know adjusted or pivoted or reinvented themselves like restaurants that were slaying in takeaways and they now realise fuck I can do takeaway so they've added that arm to their business or someone who starts their own podcast or someone who started whatever company they started they probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't for this very weird year of mm. you know losing their job in yes. a lot of cases um, I don't know I found it fucking cool I think it's been interesting I've really enjoyed this year mm. and I, I feel a bit weird saying that because I know um, it was hard for so many people but I've enjoyed it not just personally but more so from that from a perspective of like seeing people evolve adjust and like reinvent themselves it's been mm. fucking fun like and, and again it's not to take away from the horrible <laughs> nature that 2020 was um, but there's, there's inspiration in there is what I'm saying. And if Absolutely. you can cherry pick the good moments, I think it's been a fucking cool year in that sense. Shit, yeah. Like the amount, I feel like this has been... Is that true year. or am I like being a dick? No, nah, that's yeah. totally true. Like, and I think in New Zealand where we had the ability to do that a lot more because we weren't threatened with a, as big a risk as say like the Yeah, UK we definitely America. had it better, yeah. But in saying that, I've also seen so much inspiration come out of it. I feel like this year's been the year of the side hustle, like the amount mm. of side projects, things, doesn't even have to be like making you money, but just the amount of things that have come up as a result of people having more time is, is sick mm. um, and really cool to see people actually going for it and doing that. I mean, I started the podcast in January, so I didn't really know that coronavirus was going to be what it was then, mm. but the pet well the lockdown built my audience because yeah. people had the time to engage with it and they exactly so that's what learn. i'm saying like people people who seized the opportunity like mm. it, it was it was a shit opportunity but it was an opportunity if you yeah. if you wanted to execute it and do it right and um, the people like yourself who who seized it i just that was inspiring for me just to watch like yeah watch people take not take advantage of a shit situation but make the most of a shit situation definitely um I really liked it. I drew inspiration from it. And for me, it, it focused a lot of what I was doing. I was like, fuck, if that guy is still doing his thing and he's changing his whole fucking business structure and he's, yeah, he's laid off four people, but he's hired this young guy who's helping him with his marketing and now he's selling more food than ever. Like, for me, I was like, fuck, what? Like, to, to think like that in a time when it's so easy to just go, well, the business is fucked because, yeah. you know, I can't get clothes in. So what am I supposed to do? I'll just sit on my ass. I'll post a video saying that I can't sell clothes. I'll see you in six weeks. Mm. But instead, I took it as an opportunity to, yeah provide as much value as possible, write about how I was fucking up, write about how I couldn't get any clothes in, um, you know, share podcasts, tell my story. I jumped on a, a million different podcasts with different people because I just like talking to people, clearly, because yeah. I haven't shut the fuck up this whole time. Um, but that's yeah, the point, I, yeah, that's the point. Um, so yeah, I loved it. So for yeah. me, like 2020, as, as hard as it's been on everyone, um, I've really enjoyed it. Mm, I'm sorry and I got married, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big Bonus. Um, pro, yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. I think... Um, 
if you made if you could have made them make the most of what the year has been then um that's awesome and 100. good on you for doing it and so thank you jackson for your time i really appreciate being on what you got nothing more no nah, that's cool yeah i've got <laughs> lots more but <laughs> no nah, that's cool i really enjoyed it i um any more final words of wisdom for those who words of wisdom yeah oh, fuck i shouldn't have said any more um yeah, no nah, i mean the biggest the biggest thing for me is um in terms of if anyone can take anything from my story it's that i'm i'm not special like i'm just i'm a you know middle class kid from west auckland who was shit at sport um shit at school who decided that you know he wanted to do like my whole thing is i just work hard like mm. and it sounds cliche and i fucking hate it it's like you can do anything but you really can if you want to work hard yeah um and you're passionate about something you apply yourself you can learn how to email market you can learn how to you know you can learn social media you can learn podcast production you can learn it all like i'm sure you learned it mm. um so that's my thing i just all i do is work hard and try my best and um it's paying off at the moment. I'm enjoying life more important than anything else. Like more important yeah. than followers, more important than cash in the fucking bank account. Like more important than anything is I just enjoy my life. Yeah. I fucking love it. Like I love coming in here, um, even though I've just resigned. Um, I'm loving what's coming next. Yeah. I love going home and chewing her hair off and annoying her. I love it when a new package arrives and I get to show you guys all the gear, like um, which I've got amazing stuff coming as well. Um, I just love it. So the 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 biggest thing for me is, which I hope people take from my story, is that anyone can fucking do it because there is nothing special about me. Mm. All I am is a hardworking bloke with a bit of energy. So um, I think there's a lot smarter people with more energy than me. So yeah, they yeah. should just give it a crack. Yeah, just fucking do it, eh? That's I love it. that. <laughs> and you don't need the qualification to. Well, I don't have it, so there you go. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel. I mean, I'm enjoying podcasting more than I've ever enjoyed accounting and. I, I think I think that's pretty fucking blanket across everyone. <laughs> I don't think anyone enjoys accounting. But if you, are an account, if you are an accountant and who enjoys it, hit me up because I need some help. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jason, for your time. I really appreciate having you on. Thank you. Let's do it again. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project. And I'll catch you on the next one.